Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for November 24th, 2020. I am coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. My name is Ryan Joy, and today I am joined by a new co-host. And like me, he is a senior correspondent for the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Like me, he went 5-2 and two with Survivor Series predictions. Unlike me, he is the reigning and defending pro wrestling pick'em champion. And also like me, he lives in New Jersey and has never lived in North Carolina. He is the living legend, John DeConti. Thank you so much, Ryan. I am <clears throat> honored to be one of the first ever co-hosts. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to be up this early. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your uh, your tools for success this morning, your morning cup <laughs> of uh, caffeine? Just a little straight up H2O. Well, you know, it's actually water in here too, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, the, it's the gimmick. So, I, you know, we probably did. But uh, are, are you ready, sir, to get into some uh, some pro wrestling conversation, some news, and, and the whatnot? I am always ready to talk about wrestling, as ridiculous as sometimes it may get. I know you're, you're a little more straight-laced show. We're going to get it. We're going to do some news. So I will try not to give you anything SpongeBobable, but I am always ready to talk wrestling. All right, well, here we go. All right, today's agenda. Uh, John's going to give us his thoughts on Survivor Series in a brief segment. We went through that in deep detail yesterday, so check out that show if you need to hear all you need to know about Survivor Series. We are going to get through Raw from last night. We are going to do this week's lineup of all the sh all the shows, all the matches that have been advertised. Uh, we will hit the news, and of course, we'll conclude the show with morning show trivia. And we're going to pay the bills to get out of here in about thirty minutes. So let's dive in, John. What'd you think of Survivor Series? Was it a uh, was it a an excitable Survivor Series? Were you upset by it? Were you pleasantly surprised or pleasantly you know or unpleasantly disappointed or I, I enjoyed the show thoroughly. I think, <clears throat> um, you know, not to pat each other on the back and whatnot, but I think our extra involvement in it, the, uh, the Survivor Series special, it, it really made it hit home for me. I was really invested in it. I enjoyed it going through it, especially because I got a lot of the picks right for a change. Um, I, I was very nervous during... <laughs> <laughs> During the Women's Survivor Series match, I started to get very nervous because I thought Lana and Natty got into the ring together a little too early. And I saw all of my predictions starting to fade away. And, you know, uh, I was very worried about that. But uh, it, it came around to being OK. Uh, and then at the end, I was left a little flat. I, I'm not going to complain about the night because overall it was a very good show. We uh, had on the show had come up with so many possibilities towards the end of the night. Uh, as you may remember, I was fully invested in as much as it was going to make me angry, Miz cashing in at the end of the uh, champion versus champion match. So when that didn't happen, I was like, come on, what happened? You know, what happened here? <laughs> and then uh, the, the Undertaker segment, as great as it was, we had talked about possibly the Fiend coming out and uh, getting involved in that. When that didn't happen, I was like, I, I almost felt cheated, <laughs> but overall, it, it, I thought it was a fantastic night. 
Good, good. Yeah, and, and you know, John is talking about our uh, our picks for pro wrestling pick them. Um, we do we do a show on tonight actually, and we did a special show on Saturday where we made all our picks for the Survivor Series, and I th- and I think what I said yesterday, what you said this morning, that level of engagement with the show really improved our overall experience. I think so. Um, you know, folks, the PWP. It's open to anybody. Get on there, and you can uh, you can play against us or the universe or whatever. So, all right. So with that, let's jump into Monday Night Raw from last week. I'll kind of breeze through everything, um, and we'll stop along the way to to have to, to have some conversation about some items. But the Raw men's team kicked off the show kicked off the show to stake their claims uh, to be the next challenger for WWE Championship opportunity. Uh, of course, Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton also had a clean, so uh, Adam Pierce had to come up with uh, an option that got everybody involved. Uh, the New Day turned back the Hurt business with a sunset flip. Riddle beat Sheamus in a number one contender qualifying match. And John DeCounty, we have a new friend in the Firefly Funhouse, the Friendship Frog. Oh. Uh, not... Not long for the world, though. Um, any thoughts on the friendship frog? Uh, I, I was I was very excited to have a new friend in the fun house, but I guess the moral of the story is don't be the new guy in the Firefly Fun House. It does not work out well for you. Well, our friend, uh, our friend and colleague Al Carl is putting together his way too early WrestleMania card for the Eastern Observer. My question for you is. Will the New Day hold on to those tag titles long enough to defend them against the Friendship Frog and Ramblin' Rabbit at WrestleMania? Good Lord, I hope so. <laughs> and if so, is it in, is it in the middle of the ring or is it a cinematic match? Oh, you got you got to go cinematic, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I think so. I that that so. deserves more room to breathe. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, we definitely need need to uh, need to see that. So, Al, if you're listening, take note. That might be something you want to put on. I don't know if it's main event worthy. Maybe the undercard. Maybe the mid card. Might be something you want to think about. Oscar uh, has a victory over Lana with a disqualification, uh, but that of course led to a tag match where Lana evaded certain destruction from Nia Jax, who flew over the announce table. Oscar uh, ended up using a, a roll up to get a pinfall victory over. Uh, Shayna Baszler and John DeConey, are we ever going to see that tenth table? Uh, Want to go through the table for the tenth time? Uh, I'm a little heartbroken that the streak was snapped, but I, I think it's 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 a pretty good bet that Lana will meet that table again sometime in the not too distant future. And and Lana and Oscar now have a victory over the tag team champions. So do we go to that match next? I, I think we do see it, and you know, uh, last night there was a, there was a lot going on, and sometimes you know, if you're a little distracted while you're watching Raw, you don't get everything. As that match was going on, I thought that was for the titles, so I, I'm sitting here thinking like, they're going to put a belt on Lana. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to okay. This is a payoff for nine straight weeks through the table. I, I get it. Yeah, uh, but do we see that down the line? I mean, maybe that's a that's a TLC item, perhaps a, a tag title match. You know, maybe setting up that angle. Um, as we move through the show, we had Matt Riddle um, 
meeting up with MVP to discuss some business. And um, hey, listen, nobody likes pizza more than this guy. Like, I'm a connoisseur. I love it. Um, but I'm wondering, what are your thoughts on pizza-flavored yogurt? Is that a thing that we need in this world? I, I don't think we need to make that a thing. Riddle can talk about it all he wants, bro. But pizza-flavored yogurt, NG, no good. <laughs> all right. So it sounds like uh, if, if pizza-flavored yogurt is something that comes to fruition, it'll not be something that we feature here on the morning show. <laughs> Unless they become a sponsor. Well, you know, all bets are off. I'll try anything twice. Yeah, then we'll love it. <laughs> so as I as I alluded to earlier with uh, with Riddle's victory over Sheamus, he he qualified for a number one contender triple threat match next week, um, which is how Pierce put together all these people to uh, to compete. And so in the next segment, we had Keith Lee getting a big victory over Bobby Lashley. Of course, it was a disqualification. Um, MVP got a little too eager. But Keith Lee advances next week to the triple threat match. Um, Alexa Bliss, she used a modified sister Abigail to get a victory over Nikki Cross. Boy, did she lure us in. And I'll try my best to help. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, yes. The Amazon was was contributing to the conversation. (laughs) I'll have to remember before we talk about little Miss Bliss, whom I love so much, to unplug her... uh, her cohort here. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Did she lure you in? Were you uh, were you thinking that maybe she would had snapped out, or was uh, were you you game to the the situation? I I kind of saw it coming. I I was I was I was almost hoping that that was going to be the case because as much as I do love Nikki Cross, uh, I love Alexa Bliss, and I absolutely adore this character. Like if you t- if you told me six months ago someone some female was going to be paired up with the fiend, I would have said, well, Nikki Cross, she's the one who's nuts. That, that makes perfect sense. It's one of those things that I didn't know how much I needed it until it was right there. And I think uh, Alexa Bliss is just killing this role. I absolutely love this. Yeah, I think so too. And and while I wasn't tricked, I, I did actually. I really liked the segment. Yes, um, it furthers furthers the story and. And hopefully it's not over. Hopefully Nikki continues to try to to do this. And I mean, I thought she was. I, when Nikki did that pre-match promo, I thought she was going to challenge the fiend herself. That's what I thought <laughs> was going to happen there. It, it, it seemed to be going in that direction. Absolutely. Uh, so in the final final match of the night, AJ Styles defeated Randy Orton with the phenomenal forearm to advance to the to the triple threat next week. So. Our match next week is AJ Styles versus Sheamus, or AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee, with the winner getting a number one contenders match. Now Braun Strowman kind of left out of the equation here because he attacked uh, Adam Pearce in the beginning of the show and was ex- escorted from the arena. John, what do you think about Braun Strowman? Is, is he coming back at this or? Yeah, there's no way he just lets this lie. He uh, he's 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 been angrier than usual throughout this whole uh, Team Raw run here. And uh, I, I assume next week he'll in some way get involved. Maybe he'll take out Keith Lee so that we uh, end up with Riddle and AJ tearing down the, the place uh, to, to some degree. He's obviously going to get involved to some degree. I don't know exactly how. Maybe he interrupts it to the point where we get a fatal four-way the next week. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's certainly not going to let this lie. 
The one thing they didn't announce, I guess, is they didn't announce that the winner of this triple threat would advance to TLC to challenge for the championship. Right. So you could have a situation where maybe one of these one of these three guys gets a match before TLC, and then Braun goes at TLC, or yeah. some variation of that. I guess all those are all those are possibilities. Um, any any other thoughts on on Raw? I think we covered down on the uh, main topics. Yeah, yeah, we hit all we hit all the good stuff. I'm just I'm so intrigued about the you know what they do with Lana and Oscar and Nia and Shayna down the line. So that that's the one of the key storylines of the last several months. Um, and you know, Raw Raw is a three hour show. Sometimes that last hour um, really drops off in the ratings. Um, I'm wondering if if the intrigue about AJ Styles and Randy Orton with the fiend looming in the background is enough to, to uh, keep the rating. Like it did, it did last week with Drew and, and Randy, they had a good third hour. Right. Nice. So, all right. With that, um, we can transition to talk about the wrestling that's coming up this week. We have a full slate of shows. Um, it's Thanksgiving week, but nobody's taking any time off. Uh, we start with impact this evening. Rich Swan is defending the world championship against the world's most dangerous Hall of Famer, Ken Shamrock. Uh, John, does does Rich Swan retain this title, or does the title go to the Hall of Famer? Uh, I, I'm going to say Rich retains, maybe even by DQ, because I, I don't see Sammy. You know, Sammy will certainly certainly be there somewhere outside the ring. To what degree does he get involved? I can't see them putting it on Shamrock always using the the asterisk or caveat then again it is impact so you never know but uh yeah i say rich uh, retains yeah i i tend to agree with you on that and then uh also on the show we have the knockouts tag team tournament continuing uh johnny swinger goes to wrestlers court um i guess did he do it he certainly has the the uh the instrument of destruction in his fanny pack and then Ethan Page is going to face a phenomenal opponent. Now, I would say that a phenomenal opponent with all the clues really leads us to AJ Styles, but AJ, AJ's got business next week on Raw, so any thoughts on who this could be? Yeah, I, I, I really don't know where the Good Brothers uh, were going with all that because they, they, they just kind of – it was just kind of a lot of – it was a lot of word vomit. You know, it was uh, he's phenomenal, and and uh, Sister Wendy will be riding shotgun, and obviously that's AJ's wife, and they mentioned him by the name of Alan, and that's AJ's name, and then uh, as we talked about in pre-production, the last bit that I could actually understand as uh, Big LG was mumbling was he said something about Barry O's nephew, which would be Randy Orton. So you know, is he just throwing a bunch of junk against the wall to see what sticks and just to get us all scrambled? Or is there actually a plan here? I have no idea. Well, uh, usually impact does something creative and something fun. So I'm sure we'll, you know, maybe somebody that has an AJ Styles mask that they'll wear out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's the, that's the uh, lineup for impact tonight. Uh, If you don't have access TV, you can catch that on Twitch. And if you don't want to, watch impact you can watch aw dark on youtube uh, there is an 18 match lineup tonight i hope you've got a nice chunk of your evening uh, carved out if you uh, intend to watch dark 
That's right. Uh, highlight of that card, at least in name, if not in wrestling content, would be Jurassic Express versus Panda Express. <laughs> and then uh, tomorrow night, we have MLW Fusion. Uh, Tom Lawler will be facing Rocky Romero in the opening round of the Opera Cup. Richard Holiday will be facing TJP in another opening round match. And then also Calvin Tankman is debuting on MLW. Now, I don't know anything about uh, Tankman, but MLW sure seems to be excited about his debut. So uh, tune in to uh, – that's also something you catch on YouTube and about 30 other places. So uh, MLW is uh, sort of your Dynamite and NXT pre-show these days. It comes on at 7 o'clock. There you go. Uh, NXT, the only thing we know about NXT at this point is that there is a ladder match to between uh, a member of each team, Undisputed Era and Pat McAfee's crew. Winner will get War Games advantage. Um, that's the only thing we really know, except we know that War Games is coming up in a, a very short period of time here, so you think that the card should start to fill out. Good. Dynamite. Anna Jay gets her AEW World Women's Championship match against Hikaru Shida. John, does she have a shot? Uh, does the great one ever not have a shot? I mean, <laughs> I, I know who I'm going to be rooting for. I, I don't usually side with the heels, but, you know, the number 99 is uh, definitely got a place in my heart, so I will be very interested in that. They did meet earlier this year. Uh, it was, But at that point, it was only Anna Jay's, like, you know, less than, you know, I don't know what number match it was, but it was very low, like maybe less than very 10 early. in her career. Um, so we'll see what the, whether the Dark Order help uh, gets involved there. Yeah. Will Hobbs of Team Taz will be in action. And then Jericho and Jake Hager take on Daniels and Kazarian of SCU. Um, kind of a, a light lineup for Dynamite. Usually they have something a little, little bit more, uh, a little more meat on the bone there. Any anything stand out to you, John? Uh, nothing really. Something tells me that uh, there's going to be something relatively big that there is going to go unannounced because they, yeah, they, there's just not a lot there, uh, and they don't have they don't really have light shows. So whether we see something with Omega and Moxley again, or you know, there, there's going to be something uh, to surprise us with there. I'm sure. Yeah, I think so, too. NXT UK this week, there's two big matches. Um, one is a Cruiserweight Championship. The real Cruiserweight Champion, Jordan Devlin, will be taking on Amir Jordan. And the UK Heritage Cup concludes with the finals, Trent Seven versus A-Kid. Um, should be a fun thing to do on Thursday once you've got, you know, it's either your, your pre-show for Thanksgiving dinner or your post-show for Thanksgiving dinner, depending on how early you have it, but... We will have wrestling on Thanksgiving Day, so something to be thankful for. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with Devlin and how they eventually tie that all back together and, you know, uh, bring the uh, unification of the Cruiserweight title, I assume, going forward. Yeah, I think that Escobar and Devlin is a, is a fine thing to have in our future. For yeah, sure. that, that would be fantastic. Yep. Um, New Japan continues with their Best of the Super Junior Tournament. And, and also World Tag League, they have shows Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, on the World Tag League side, Sonata and Shingo Takagi currently have a lead, the 4-1 record. 
Um, there's five other teams that have three and two records, so it's kind of wide open. Um, and in the Super Juniors, it's a four-way tie for first with Sho, Master Wado, Taiji Ishimori, and Hiromu Takahashi. So those tournaments really aren't uh, – nobody's going to run away with it in those. So it may come down to the end uh, where every match match matters on the final night. We'll, we'll have to see. New Japan doesn't do anything small when they're, you know, they're doing those tournaments, they cram it all in there. You are, yeah. you know, you pull up to the Thanksgiving table of wrestling when it comes to new Japan and you got to undo that top button because they're going to fill you up. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Okay. So that covers uh, the week's lineup. There was nothing announced for SmackDown at this point. Uh, did I miss anything, John, that you can think of? Uh, off the top of my head, it seems like we hit all the important uh, subjects. All right, then, with that in mind, we are going to transition into some news, and for that, we have this. Man, the news better be good with that intro. So when you hear that sound and you see that visual, you know we are we are venturing out of uh, we are venturing out of results and things, and we are going straight into the news. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, this. According to PW Insider, WWE has filed a trademark for Legend Killer. Um, John, any thoughts on how they might merchandise that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I guess with uh, Impact, you know, dropping hints at uh, Barrio's nephew. I figured they better lock down, you know, everything that has to do with Orton, I suppose. I, I guess, you know, I, I, I read that. And the first thing that comes to my mind is coming this February to the WWE Network, an all-new pay-per-view, WWE Legend Killer, starring all the greats of that time. <laughs> you know, I can see that. Uh, so moving on, we have some. Uh, we talked about Dwayne the Rock Johnson on yesterday's show. So it's kind of uh, he he's got a new streak going. You know, um, two daily wrestling news shows in, and we have talked about him on both shows. Um, him and his partners issued a uh, Thanksgiving Day message to the uh, the XFL um, email list. They said we're working hard to bring you a league of culture, dedication, and passion among our players, coaches, and cities. No, one's, no one will outwork us, and that includes everything we do, from fan engagement to the merchandise to the type of coaches and players we welcome, all the way to the cities in which we dig our cleats in. The last year has been one of the most challenging and unprecedented periods we've all experienced, but it's the fourth quarter, fourth down, with 2,021 inches away, and we have so many exciting announcements and engagements coming down the road. Wishing you and your families good health and peace as we turn the page together. For the love of football, Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, Jeffrey Pollock. Are you looking forward to XFL? You know, any football to me is probably good football, even when it's not that great of an on-field product. But I, I think now that there is kind of a, a slight connection with the NFL, like the NFL is not looking to crush, you know, this new football product. They, they kind of are finally using it the way I always thought spring football should be used. Don't go up against the NFL. Don't don't get bold with them. Let them use you as a minor league. You know, so many guys go undrafted. Get them there and, you know, work them out. And by the time mini camps open, let them pick guys off of your uh, squad. 
And I think this uh, part of the fact that The Rock is involved with it now only serves it well. So uh, I, I think this is a good thing going forward. I think that I think people are going to trust the product a little more with The Rock at the helm than at least so. Yeah, with uh, than a McMahon at the helm. But you know, time will tell. That's not the only Rock news we have. We also have NBC has announced that they have started filming their 11 episode first season of their Young Rock. Uh, the series is expected to be mid-season. So, uh, John, are you looking forward to seeing this play out on the small screen? I mean, you know, really, I know it's his gimmick, but the man is so thoroughly entertaining. If he's truly behind the wheel of this creatively, I look forward to seeing, you know, what age we start with the Young Rock and who they choose to be that character. And I just can't wait to hear some of the lines that come out of his mouth. So, yeah, certainly I will be tuning in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that's going to be a hit. I, I don't see how it cannot be. I think the first the first episode is going to do killer ratings. He's going to be on every episode in some degree. I don't know if he's going to be like the uh, Saved by the Bell first season where Zach Morris did the intro type of thing or what he's going to do. But uh, he should be he's going to be on all of them. So, you know, he doesn't do anything that um, – we don't sing along to in this house, including Moana. So um, Mike Bennett returned to ROH. He, uh, he joined up with Matt Taven. So it looks like things are starting to line. Maybe we have a Mike Bennett, Matt Taven pair up for final battle, battle against uh, Vincent and, and Bateman. Not sure what's going to happen there, but Mike Bennett has resurfaced again. So good for Mike. Yeah, he's, he's too talented to be sitting on the sidelines. He's got to be somewhere. I think he's busier than ever now, too. I mean, he's on uh, Tuesday nights on the UWN show on Fight TV, and now he's here on Ring of Honor. So really great for him. I'm, I'm glad he seems like he's getting uh, he's getting more attention than he did it before anyway. <laughs> and then AEW has a new tag team on their roster with Top Flight. Yeah. One match in on Dynamite, a couple of matches on Dark, and uh, these guys – they got themselves a contract. Good for them. Yeah, I was just re-watching and taking my uh, notes for the EWP on uh, last week's Dynamite. And once again, I was, you know, I tend to forget when we get almost a week out from these shows that I watch live and then don't go back over. But uh, if those guys put on a heck of a showing against the Bucks, uh, you know, I think they're going to be a great addition. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to for that. So uh, that covers the news. Which, John, I know you have a little anxiety about our next segment. We are moving into trivia or trivia time. Are you ready? Hit me. I'm ready. Okay, well, I have a little intro we got to play. So, when you hear that noise, it's time for trivia. I'll explain the rules. You can get five questions. A simple majority correct gets you a W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. So, your topic for today is TLC. Okay. How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, question number one. WWE has announced that the company's last major show of the year will be TLC on December 20th. In what year did WWE first establish TLC as an event? Was it A, 2002, B, 2004, C, 2009? Or D, 2011? I'm going to go with 
Uh, I'm going to go with 2004. The December 20th show will be WWE's 12th consecutive TLC branded event. The first show was in 2009 at the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. Drew McIntyre defeated John Morrison for the IC title on that show, and Randy Orton defeated Kofi Kingston in the semi-main event. So uh, it was 2009. You are 0 for 1. <laughs> Let's move on to question number two, see if your luck changes. The TLC event is, of course, branded after the match of the same name. The very first match between the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian took place on what WWE event? Was it A, Royal Rumble, B, WrestleMania, C, SummerSlam, or D, Survivor Series? Huh. God, that is such an iconic match, and I can see it unfolding in my head, but I don't have the backdrop. I'm going to say uh, Survivor Series. Edge and Christian defeated the Hardys and the Dudleys to retain their WWF Tag Team Champions at SummerSlam in 2000. The teams would, of course, have a rematch at X7, WrestleMania X7. It was the this WrestleMania match where we saw Edge hit a leaping spear into a dangling Jeff Hardy. So, John, 0 for 2. <laughs> um, I can see that these... Uh, these trivia questions are not easy. I have to admit, I would not get these right. So, so there's no disrespect. <laughs> uh, going back to the 2009 event, D-Generation X, that's Shawn Michaels and Triple H, won the tag team championships at TLC. What team did they beat? And in multiple choice, Chris Jericho and The Big Show, Chris Jericho and Edge, Edge and Randy Orton, or The Bushwhackers? The book? No, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, Jericho. Jericho lost the titles to DX that night. Jericho would lose a rematch to DX on January 4th episode of Raw. This marked the end of Jericho. So yes, you have you have turned things around. You are. I don't. Three. I don't get the golden sombrero. That's all I'm worried about. <laughs> In 26 minutes, the Kabuki Warrior. Asuka and Kyrie Sane won the main event of TLC 2019 with a victory over this duo. Was it A, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross? B, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch? C, Sasha Banks and Bayley? Or was it D, the Bushwhackers? And uh, let me reread re re it. In 26 minutes, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane, won the main event of TLC 2019 with a victory over one of those duos. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bliss Cross. Ooh, Charlotte and Becky. Charlotte and Becky. Kabuki Warriors defeated Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch to retain the WWE Tag Team Championships. The Kabuki Warriors would hold those titles until WrestleMania, where they lost them to Bliss Cross. The Bushwhackers were not involved. So, uh, so you are one for four. So, uh, so you are you're out of the running. But I do have here a layup question, which my layup question for Al yesterday didn't go as planned. So we'll see how you do. Um, like many WWE wrestlers. Oh, by the way, the only thing related to TLC here is that this is a, a destructive tag team that we're going to talk about. So, uh, like many WWE wrestlers, Riddle, Murphy, and others, for example. Axe and Smash of Demolition had just one name. But fans that listen closely to the Demolition theme song would know their middle names. 
Do you, John DeConi, know the middle names of the Axe and Smash? Here comes the Axe, here comes the Smash. Demolition, Walking Disaster. Pain and Destruction. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if we would have you humming the song. The theme song goes like this. Here comes the Axe, and here comes the Smasher, the Demolition, Walking Disaster. Pain and Destruction is our middle name. There you <laughs> go. Well, you go two for five, which means you get a Hawkins. Let me let me give you that right. Sorry, Fred. <laughs> better better luck next week. That was fun though. Indeed, absolutely. All right, we are uh, we are running out of things to do here, but we got some bills to pay and some some fun things to talk about. So. Uh, join us, John and myself, and of course our other co-host, Al, who was on yesterday, and others as we talk through, we have the Essential Wrestling Podcast tonight at 6 p.m. Pretty much anywhere you're watching this show, you can watch that show too. We also have on Fridays the Primetime Rundown with Ian Schreier, Joey Jarzanka, and Rob DeLuca. No show this week, but tune in uh, pretty much again. Any place you're watching this show, you're going to be able to see that show. That's Fridays at 6 p.m., but not this week. Coming up soon, we have uh, a special show on December 8th with Tony Capone and Amber Nova uh, on EWP. We're going to have them do our, our impact picks for that week. So please join us for that show. We have them tomorrow, actually, Tony Capone and, um, and others for a special on uh, – special interview segment tomorrow. So please join us tomorrow. We won't be doing our standard programming. We'll have a special interview with them. We'd like to thank the Black Cats for free cake. And we're not talking about food. We're talking about their new album. So get yourself some cake and enjoy the new album, Free Cake, at any of these uh, places. I mentioned it before. The North American Wrestling Alliance is coming back with Jingle Brawl December 19th at the Daytona Beach Ocean Center. If you're local, you can get tickets. They're available at Ticketmaster, but you can also watch live on Fight TV from the comfort of your own home. Um, here's their promotional poster. We'll be talking to them tomorrow on this show. So uh, please tune in for that. And then also, if you want to win the Jim the Anvil Nightheart 8x11 signed photo, here's how you can do it. Go to I-95 Sports Network on YouTube, join the channel, click subscribe, hit the notification button, and leave a comment hashtag, with a hashtag EWP Anvil. Uh, and you can have a chance to win the Jim the Anvil Nightheart merchandise. And I think we have talked about everything here, and we are ready to go home. Are you telling me Tony Capone's not going to get the trivia tomorrow? I don't know. I feel like it's rude to do to a guest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in any case, tune in. And we all win. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. That is our show for the day. Uh, we will catch you this time tomorrow for another episode.